0: This is Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. And I want to welcome you to our television warning program. Coming to you from our college campus here at World Ministries International, where I have a service every week for the staff of WMI and their families. My message today is God promises total victory for you. Once again, God promises total victory for you. I believe each one of us needs to understand this message, not I'm not talking about this room, but I'm talking about everyone who calls himself a Christian. Because we all come under a attack. We all get discouraged. But if we could understand that God promises total victory for you. The first thing you must do to have victory over your problems is to realize that God has promised victory for you. God's desire is for your deliverance from problems, regardless of the realm they are in, whether spiritual, physical, financial, or social. Secular psychiatry tells us that we must accept our problems and learn to adjust to them as our law in life, but that is not God's plan for you. We must set our sights on the godly counsel of the Bible, where we find God's wisdom concerning our problems. Psalm 119.24, your testimonies are also my delight and my counselors. Again, this is a live audience today. You can tell because we have people from all ages, seven and a half months to just about 90 years. And that's what the church is all about. The church never dies. The church continues to give birth. The church is alive. So again, my message today is God promises total victory for you. Point number one. What does God say regarding his will to help you solve problems? The Apostle Paul gives us his understanding of the subject in Second 2 Corinthians 2.14. Quote, now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Unquote. It says God always leads us in triumph. We are told this passage that total triumph is promised to the believer in Christ. We are to realize that God will always cause his people to triumph Regardless of the dilemma, you can read the last chapter of Revelation. I don't have time to go into that, but it goes into our ultimate total victory. This is the approach we must take in dealing with the difficulties that confront us daily at home, on the job, or anywhere we go. There's victory in Jesus for you, praise God. Now, we must understand that even in work environments, work situations, some people feel like quitting. In fact, I know a person who quit a job last week because their boss was such a mean guy. So uh, we must understand that God promises total victory for us. We don't have to quit anything. Luke 10, 18 and 19, quote, And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from the heaven." Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing by any means will hurt you, will destroy you. Can Satan attack us? Certainly he can attack. But he can't defeat us. Jesus is telling his followers that the reason they were given authority over the devil was so that no harm could ever come to them. We're given authority. I have authority. You have authority. Now, that doesn't help us if we don't realize it. That doesn't help us if we don't know how to use our authority. You can supply all the weapons you want in a war zone, but if the people aren't trained to use those weapons, it doesn't help. you got the weapons to defeat the enemy, but you don't know how to use the weapons. And we need to understand that we need to know how to use the spiritual weapons we have. Praise God, he doesn't intend that you ever be harmed in any way. Psalm 91.10 says, No evil shall befall you. No evil. With the problems we do face, we must know that God our Father is not the cause of them. Some people sadly quit church. They think that God has forsaken them, and God is not the cause of their problems. Satan is the ruler of this world. Sadly, Adam and Eve gave that authority over to them. They did not cast Satan out, which is a great lesson for all of us. We need to take authority over our problems. We don't need to let our problems get bigger than they already are. We need to take authority over our problems. With the problems we face, God is not the cause. We must remember there is a devil, our adversary, who is seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. Every moment of our day, Satan is a tormentor, oppressor, thief, and destroyer. Satan. So let's blame the right enemy. People say, I don't know know why God allowed this. Satan attacked. Satan kills. Satan destroys. We can't blame God until Jesus returns at the battle of Armageddon Until he removes Satan, puts him in the bottomless pit, puts in righteous leaders, and then during that time, if there's a problem, blame God. But right now, man is in charge, who's given his authority over to Satan. That's why if the church doesn't take its authority by making disciples like Jesus commanded when he ascended... Have salt, be influential, take dominion, rule, reign. If we don't rule, they do. If they do, we're persecuted. You know, it's not rocket scientists. If evil men rule, we're persecuted. Evil people are ruling in Washington state, and what a mess if you live in that state. Now, there's 50 states in the Union, and evil men are ruling all over the United States, and the states are in trouble. Now, the church is taking back some of the areas of the legislature or the senate in some of these states thank god we're in a battle right now for the federal government you know the senate thank god is is keeping the the house in check because they're ruled by communists socialists marxists islamics that's just where the democratic party is sad to say But to win life's battle over the devil, we must know that total victory is God's will for us and promised in the word of God. Total victory is God's will. As we look to God's people under the old covenant, we find that there could never be defeated no matter what the odds, as long as they were faithful to God. Now, the old covenant and the new covenant, I say that because man has divided it, Old Testament, New Testament, it's really one Bible. Bible. So the reality, you see a lot of examples in the Old Testament, but the New Testament is the same truth, that we cannot be defeated no matter what the odds are, as long as we're faithful to God. We can't be defeated. The Lord continually caused them to triumph in the face of every impossibility, regardless of whether it was starvation, thirst, the elements, opposing armies, or soldiers, nothing could harm them. Animals couldn't harm them. Daniel in the lion's den. You get where the sea opened up. It did not drown the Israelites. It drowned the Egyptians, the enemies of, of God's people. So no matter what the odds were, Jericho, incredible instructions, supernatural instructions, crazy instructions to walk and blow your trumpets and all of this. But the walls came tumbling down and God's people were triumphant. As long as we follow the word of God, the will of God, we have victory. Total victory. The Lord can continually cause them to triumph in every area of life, no matter what the impossibility was. The Bible says they were threatened, even attacked, just like you and I will be. But when they believed the prophets, they were invincible. A lesson for today, do we listen to the true prophets? I'm not talking about people that move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and just prophesy over everybody for encouragement, exhortation, and comfort. I'm talking about the mantle of a prophet that deals with sin and the consequences, which is judgment. Do we listen to real prophets? For the most part, the answer is no in America. Yes, there are some people that do, some churches, some pastors. But for the most part, the prophets are ignored in America. Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The righteous run to the tower and are safe. So point number two, you must be convinced that God is on your side. Point number one, remember, what does God say regarding his will to help you solve problems? Point number two, you must be convinced that God is on your side. You know, right now I have a, a nerve problem in in an area of my leg. And, and, and But God is on my side. This is not going to be forever. God is going to give me victory. I cannot quit at this point in my life. And no matter what you're facing, God is on your side. You must be convinced of that. And if God is on your side, who can defeat you? Well, there is nobody that can f- defeat God. So the question you must solve in your mind, is God on your side? You must be convinced that God is on your side and that he is fighting for you. The size of the enemy really does not matter. Total victory is guaranteed. Total victory is guaranteed. Consider David the shepherd boy. All by himself, he more than likely was no match for Goliath. Well, he was no match. However, David never considered anything but total victory before he entered the battle. So this, this shepherd boy had enough relationship with God and had already fought some battles. Killed a lion, killed a bear, defending the sheep. He knew that God is more powerful than the lion or the bear and God is more powerful than Goliath. Do we understand the power of God? If we are convinced that God is on our side, nothing can defeat us. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. So David, I don't believe, ever considered anything in his mind but total victory. I don't think he, he, he thought about, oh, Goliath is going to kill me today. I don't think that entered his consciousness where it, it, he started ruminating on it. Sure, did it cross his mind? I'm sure it did. But I, I think he immediately reminded himself of the word of God. God is on my side. He has helped me kill a lion. He has helped me kill the bear. He has helped me save my sheep. And he's going to win the battle today. Because he understood that Goliath was blaspheming God, not David. Sure, he attacked David too. He verbally abused him. But he was blaspheming the living God. And that's what got David so mad. That's what should have got the armies of Saul mad. The size of the opposition wasn't a factor. All David was conscious of was the giant that was on his side. And he's talking about God, the giant bigger than Goliath the giant. God is a much bigger giant. Second Corinthians 1 20. For the promises of God in him are yea and amen to the glory of God through us. So whatever giants are threatening you, whether divorce, sickness, lack, fear of habits, accept the fact that total victory is yours through Christ Jesus. Now I think that is a powerful. Point to, to remember, whatever giants are threatening you, whether divorce, sickness, lack, fear of habits, accept the fact that total victory is on your side. I've talked to many people over the world in, you know, in, in all the states I travel to, and, and some of the things they worry about is, you know, they're, They're at an age and they're, they're waiting for the right mate. Well, don't get ahead of God. Total victory is yours. The right mate will come. It is God's will. Just be patient. Be patient. God is on your side. Amen? I'm looking at my, my Malaysian evangelist. Be patient, son. God is on your side. Total victory for you. I'll even do the wedding. Total victory. God is on your side. I see a y- another young man. He's back there trying to get my attention. His name is James. Well, just be patient, James. Just be patient. God will give you victory. Amen? So, I mean, that talks to everyone out there. Total victory is yours. Be patient. God is on your side. And that goes for any battle. You know, if the people, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, there's a song. If Joshua would have got ahead of God and did not listen for God's instructions. He, he could have made his own instructions and those walls would not have come down. In fact, Joshua would have lost. That was supposed to be an insurmountable, impregnable city. You weren't supposed to ever be able to defeat that city because of the walls. But following God's instructions, there is no f- such thing as impossible. All things are possible. The Bible says to those that believe, all things are possible. Amen. The reason the armies of Israel were sitting in the feet because being rallied on by their enemy was that they did not have hope. See, Saul and his armies before David came, they were in the trenches because they did not have hope. You know, years ago I taught and wrote on hope, faith, and victory. Hope, faith, and victory. Hope, faith. And if you lose your hope, how can you have victory? If you lose your hope, you can't exercise faith because you lost hope. Proverbs thirteen twelve. Hope defers, makes a heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Hope. Never lose hope. So many battles, if you want to get into battles around the world. I'm talking about physical battles, life and death. What kept, as I've listened to some of these impossible battles where they won, they said they never lost hope. They never lost hope. They never lost hope. Even some of these Champions, sports champions, they said they never lost hope. They thought and they knew they would win. They knew they would win. They knew they would rally. They knew we would come back. They knew. So, now some of them don't. But if you lose hope, you don't win. So when you listen to all of these champions, one thing you'll hear is they will always say, we never lost hope. No matter what the score was, we never lost hope. We knew we could come back and win. And they kept fighting. Can you imagine being in God's army, going out to war against God's enemies, and not knowing for sure that God wants you to win? I can't imagine that. I've gone to many countries of genocide. If I thought that God wasn't sending me and he wasn't with me, I would have never went. But I knew that God was with me. I knew he had called me. I knew he had sent me. And I put on the armor through a month of prayer and fasting. Actually, six, six weeks. I put on the, the armor of God so I had the strength of God so I could obey the will of God. Like I said, it, it doesn't help you to have the weapons if you don't know how to use them. Part of our weapons are prayer and fasting to overcome our own Fear and intimidation from being in the flesh, in a human body. This human body can be afraid. But through God, we're more than conquerors. We are fearless. We don't know fear. So we, we, te- we dip into the, to the DNA of God through prayer and fasting, and there is no fear. No fear. No fear. That would be let some of the steam out of a person's life if they thought God wasn't on their side. All of a sudden, they don't have that that confidence. All of a sudden, they're ready to quit. And all of a sudden, they do quit. Like this person that quit because their boss was, was in their words, you know, he, he wasn't a very nice guy. When God wants you to win, and we know total victory comes from God, then we are filled with boldness and determination. We know God wants us to win. Then we are filled with boldness and determination. If you don't believe that, you can't put forth your best effort. But when you know God wants you to win, again, you are bold as a lion. You're afraid of nothing. This is where David was. He was not afraid of Goliath. He was filled with righteous anger. He was ready to fight Goliath. And he did. God knows that if Satan can put doubts into your mind on the issue, that you won't believe in total victory is God's will. If he can put doubts in your mind, then you're not going to stay in the fight very long because you have become double-minded and unstable. Bible says a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded person. You don't want people, if you're going into battle with you, that are double-minded. Because you don't know if you can depend on them. You don't know if you can trust them. If you're getting a team together on something, you want people you can rely on. You want to depend on them. You don't want double-minded people. Well, I'm not sure if they're going to be there when the time comes. That type of person, just leave off the list. Don't don't make them part of the team. God's will is for you to win every battle through faith. Don't let the possibility of defeat enter your mind. God wants you to win every battle. Every battle. Point number three. Matthew 19, 26, with men, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. So again, point number three, God desires your total victory. Point number one, what does God say regarding his will to help you solve problems? Point number two, you must be convinced that God is on your side. And point number three, God desires your total victory. Paul says in Philippians 4, 19, that God will supply all our needs in Christ Jesus. There is absolutely nothing you need that will be withheld from you as a child of God if you realize that God desires your total victory. This may sound a bit ideal, simplistic to some, because we have been led to believe that God's program for our lives including includes sickness, poverty, And other unfortunate happenings. We have been sucked into that. That we have to be sick or or we have to go through poverty. We need to understand the word of God and not the doubt and unbelief of men that make up their own theology. God wants you to have total victory. If you turn to the pages of the Bible, you'll find out that even God's people, though they entered trials and difficulties, he always was there to deliver them. He was called their deliverer. Psalm thirty-four nineteen: many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. God has always been called our deliverer. Moses was called a deliverer. God used him to deliver his people out of bondage from Egypt. God always provides a deliverer. That is a promise of total victory for all that live righteously in Christ Jesus. We must set our sights for those things which God says are possible to us. We cannot accept anything less for ourselves than what God has told us to expect. God will be glorified through our lives and his victory clearly revealed to the world through people that believe in Him. If we can renew our mind, have a renewed mind, realizing God has promised us the victory and never give up hope, people can see a person that will move in victory. Are you going to be attacked? Sure. But the ultimate victory is yours. God promises you victory. So God's desire is for total victory. He wants to renew our minds. And believe what he has said. He wants you to know that he is there. We need to develop a mentality that says, I cannot be defeated in the problem I'm going through. I cannot be defeated. And that's point number four. I cannot be defeated. Again, point number one, what does God say regarding his will to help solve your problems? Point number two, you must be convinced that God is on your side. Point number three, God desires your total victory. And point number four, I cannot be defeated. So God has promised you these things, but what is your attitude? Our attitude is, I cannot be defeated. I cannot be defeated. Like David of old, we must say, when surrounded by trouble in Psalm 27, 1-3, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumble and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though my war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. David's total trust was in God. His attitude was, I cannot be defeated no matter what the problem I'm going through. So don't let the devil, who is the God of this world system, tell you you must learn to accept certain problems as God's will. And humbly learn to bear your burdens when the Bible says that Jesus is the burden bearer. Isaiah 53, 4-5. through One scripture that I believe has been a catch-all when people feel defeated by the problems of life, 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, no temptation has overtaken you except such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Many times you'll hear people say, when their family is in disarray or sickness strikes, oh well, you know the Lord won't give us more than we can carry in life. I guess he knows we can handle it and I'll just accept it. Well, I don't accept it. My prayer is to live like Moses, to be 120 years old and be strong all the days of my life. I do not believe we have to give in to sickness. We do not have to give in to defeat. We do not have to give in to depression. We do not have to give in to family problems. We don't have to give in to divorce. We don't have to do these things. God has promised us total victory. Total victory. Deep down inside, instead of questioning God, knowing that you believe in a theology of unbelief, know that God has promised you total victory. Deep down inside, never lose hope. Deep down inside, Isaiah 9 6. Know that he is a wonderful counselor. His desire is to show you how to solve your problems as you live a quiet and godly life, free from the molestations of the devil. Therefore, you must be determined that God is on your side and you'll not accept anything but total victory over your problem. Hebrews thirteen five 5-6, The Lord is my helper, not a hinderer. Again, God has promised us total victory. Total victory. You're watching the Warning television program. This is Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. Our lesson today is God has promised you total victory. No matter what you're going through, God has promised you victory. 360 629 This program is entirely viewer-supported. Become part of the WMI family. Partner with us. You can even partner with us one time or you can partner with us every single week or once a month. May God richly bless you. I'll see you next time.